0: As we get ready to spend time in the Word together, um, I want to encourage you to turn to Psalm 119, and I'm going to invite Pastor Eric up here. I'm going to share a prayer over him as he gets ready to bring the Word to us this morning. Would you welcome Eric Howard? Well, Eric, let me pray for you, and then you just... You guide us. All right. All right. Father, we thank you for Eric and Annette and their ministry, and, and Lord, how you continue to lead and guide their lives and use them to your honor and to your glory and to help people in the ways in which you have been doing for years and also in the midst of their ministry chapter right now. We thank you for them leading the grief and loss processing class um, Lord, it's been a blessing for for many, and I thank you for that. As Eric shares today, closing out this series in Psalm 119, we ask for your blessing upon him as he shares. And, Lord, that you would use him, is that he be an open vessel, that, Lord, your spirit from the throne room is speaking through him directly to our hearts. So we lift him to you now. We also pray for our children as they are digging into the Word together and worshiping you, Lord, we ask for a blessing upon our children's ministry today. We pray this now in Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Each and every time uh, you open up the Word of God, looking for the hand or the face of God, one thing that is always to be reminded of when you do that is you desiring to hear from Almighty God. Every time you open the word up, you know, sometimes it's, you know, I don't understand a certain passage or I can't get what he's saying, but don't stop reading. I woke up this morning, Pastor Russ gave me this uh, passage about a month ago. And I've been sitting on this passage, just sitting there, just studying and studying and praying and studying and praying. And I woke up this morning after a, a, a sleep that the Lord was just I was just going through this word, and I woke up this morning, and I I said to my wife, I said, I think my water just broke. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this baby is about to come. (laughs) This word that I've been sitting on for a whole month. And she's a woman, and she looked at me like this. And I know with whatever God had for me over the last month, it has changed my heart. So get into the Word of God. Not just only to just gloss over, study. Dig down in. And that's what we're going to do today. In Psalms 119, 129 through Uh, 136, which is the 17th section out of 22 sections in Psalms 119. The Hebrew original letter is pay. And on the inside of this section is four requests that are rooted in the Word of God. And our lesson today will be the second request made by the psalmist. And here it is. He asked, direct my footsteps according to your word and let no sin rule over me. And over a month I've been studying and through many different versions and of scripture and commentaries and through much prayer. Here's what's asked of the Lord. Can I break it down this morning? He's asking, Lord, I need you. Right off the top. He's asking for direction. Direction. He's asking for God to order his footsteps, he's asking for guidance. He's asking to be led, to be kept steady, to be established, having a firm place to stand. That's what he's asking for. And the psalmist asked that this direction be personal. Second word, he says, direct my. This is not a request for mom, dad, brother, sister, husband, wife, family, or friends. There is time for that. But this request is for the counselor. You know, sometimes we're the ones that are giving the word to other people. How about studying for you? Don't miss that. Don't miss you. So this request is personal. His request is, Lord, I need you. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes as we study and reading the word of God, you know, faces and pictures pop up. And, you know, you you get that word and you want to give it to somebody, not this one. As much as you know, and all of the scripture that you've read, This moment is for you. And so this moment is a direction of his steps, which is, Lord, I need you. And then he asked him, he said, direct my footsteps, which is a action word, which is applying that he's going somewhere. To apply God's word to his life, to his walk, to apply God's direction to his life and not my way, because I do have a way, but God's way. In Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there is a way that seemeth right to a man or woman, but the end thereof is destruction. This verse is talking about how we go off our feelings instead of our faith. It looks right. It, it feels right. It sounds right. So it must be right. Watch out for that. Because the Scripture said that it leads to destruction or death. Okay, direct my Footsteps, then he says, according, which this word is to be in harmony with you, Lord. To walk harmoniously with the Lord. Whatever he says, I want to be right there in step with him. Not my way, but your way, Lord. To be with him in harmony. How do we do that? We draw near to him if we desire for him to draw near to us. So there is a part that we play in this. We don't just ask. We receive. How often have you asked God for something, but did you receive what you asked for? That takes patience and waiting and suffering and struggling, waiting on God to answer. According to your word, he says, which is God's truth applied to the issues of my life through the spirit of God according to the word of God. He has to direct my footsteps uh, according to the word. And he says, and let no sin rule over me. Sin, sin in reference to my bent, my tendencies, my proclivities, those things that are in me, my ways. Mm, Somebody's listening. Wondering, why do I do the very things that I don't want to do? What is that all about? Hebrews uh, mentions in 12, he talks about those things that so easily entangles us. That it would not have dominion over me. That it will not dominate my life. The psalmist says that it may not rule over me. The psalmist asks this request, realizing that it is possible for sin to gain a foothold, to dominate, or so it seems. Even over someone that has a strong spiritual life and it's amazing, sometimes we want to find this place in God where the struggle is not. And my friends, you allow that pain and that struggle to, to lead you to the Lord and continue to hold on to Him, because as long as you're breathing, you're going to have this struggle even with those who have a strong spiritual life. I love those who have been older in my life that has been older than me in the Lord. And not only have they led me to, pointed me to Christ, they told me their struggles. Sometimes we want to get there in the Lord where, where we won't have those things. And they'll tell you, just hang on to the Lord, even someone with a strong spiritual life. My friends, listen to this. When sin is left unchecked, if you allowed it to build and gain momentum, and who knows where it would go. Carried long enough, It will cause a quiet person to explode. You ever wonder why you snap? It's not just the symptom of a problem. You just need to peel it down a little bit and get down to the core of why I do what I do has been said that sin will take you farther than you want to go you begin to say how in the world did i get here keeps you longer than you want to stay <laughs> which is you hear the conversation in our day where people are truly saying in my situation i'm hooked sort of that commercial i've fallen and i can't get up. It will engulf you in in such a way that you fall and considering at the moment, I can't get up. And it will cost you more than you ever want to pay sin's consequences. And somebody knows what that is today, don't you? Somebody in this room may be paying for that right now. Give it to Jesus. You can't carry that. Leave the consequences to the Lord and just begin to keep your eyes on him. What is that, Eric? It's called the little foxes. My friends, it's not the big things that gets us, is it? It's those little things. Kind of build up if you allow it to let go. Song of Solomon says, Watch out, or catch for us the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in full bloom. It's talking about the spiritual life of the believer. As you and I continue to grow in the Lord, there is this, this thing of, of casting and not carrying. When things begin to happen the tendency is without us knowing it we begin to take it, take it on and then take it on and then take it on and then take it on and sooner or later you've carried too much you got so much on you you can't handle it that's the reason why sometimes we snap you have a snap and really the people who you snapped on They got hit by the shrapnel. You don't even know where it came from. They're just the victims of carrying. What should we do, Eric? Today, I will encourage you to cast and not carry. Cast your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. Cares, anxieties, cast them. His picture is not just casting my situation, but casting your, your whole life on the Lord. For he cares for you. Uh, my mother, um, she's gone home to be with the Lord. She's, she's taught me, son, always keep short accounts with God, which don't allow that to build and build and build and build. But you'll find yourself in that place by which we've been talking about. So, because of the severity of the psalmist's request, I entitled this message, and I need your participation on this. Say this with me. Lord, Lord. show me me me. Show me me. Because sometimes we lose our identity when we begin to carry. Show me me. Show me who I am. Show me who you say I am and not the things that I've done. How often do we hear so many people talk about the things that they've done and they identify themselves with it. Even believers. We identify ourselves with What we've done, the key is we're asking the Lord, direct my steps so we can know who we are. Not knowing who God says we are leads us to have no victory over sin and its darkness that seems to invade our spiritual walk. We're saying today, Lord, I need uh, you to direct my footsteps. Show me how to walk. Show me how to talk. Show me how to live according to your word that I may bring glory to your name. That's what we're asking. That's what it means to ask this request. Question. Can you honestly say today, Lord, I need your direction? Or maybe you had a crossroads. Crossroads is coming to a place of needing to make a decision. Maybe you need to make the decision today. It's going to be key which way you go with this. Direct my steps. My, my, me, Eric. Direct my steps. My testimony uh, is I gave my life to Jesus in a homeless shelter. I grew up in church, but I strayed away. 16 years old, out in the big world of Chicago running the streets, ripping and running in and out of jail and selling drugs and using drugs and just relationship to relationship and just I'm trying to find who I am in stuff. At this time that I remember of this testimony, I gave my life to the Lord in the Pacific Garden Mission. It was on State Street at the time, and I remember clearly out of the 500 people that was in this room, that preacher was preaching, and you had all chaos around, but I heard the Lord call my name, and out of the horrible stench and things that I was, had been going through and how I smelled at that time, boy, that That word to me was so precious that, Eric, this is your opportunity. You know, I know I received the Lord that day. I know it. But I had been living for about five years in the street, in abandoned buildings and sort of under bridges and eating out of the garbage, just surviving, y'all. Just surviving. I remember out of this survival, and I remember I gave my heart to the Lord, but I continued to put myself in situations to ask, Lord, who am I? What do you have for me? Because I kept going to those things again. I kept going back to those same things I remember living in uh, Bandon, now we're talking about in Chicago, and I'm going to tell you, I don't know how I've survived some winters. Living outside, on the ground, sleeping wherever I could, and sort of getting up and just taking off and just walking until I can get warm, maybe standing in doorways. I don't know your story, but you got one. I remember what I was going through at that time. I was wondering, I just gave my heart to God. Who am I? What is my purpose? It couldn't be this. I remember one, um, a place that I was uh, for about three weeks I was going in and out of this place doing my drugs and my alcohol and I would walk and go get that and I would come to this, uh, it was like a bridge overpass and there were some weeds and I found a little cubby hole and I got in there, had my little blanket. And every night I would ask the question, who am I? I was lost, didn't know who I was. I kept asking the Lord, who am I? I remember this, a house in a distance. And over those three weeks, I saw this man get out of his car. <laughs> I saw him walk up the stairs, big picture window. I would see him come in and he would walk this way, maybe go in, change clothes and come out. And you see through this picture window, he's sitting there, he's eating like goes out, and then he walks to another place thinking that he went to bed. And I was wondering, why can't that be me? Lord, what's wrong with me? Had a lot of nights like that. Lots of nights. Maybe someone in your own place of, Trying to find. You hear this word, I need to find myself. Maybe it's a lot of young folks, but it's a lot of older folks too. Asking the same question. I remember a couple years after that, still homeless, wound up in Peoria, Illinois. And I remember going upstairs where the sleeping quarters was, and uh, some guys that was under the bunk... They were talking I was just all night, just talking. And this one guy was talking about, hey, this place uh, that I was in uh, had a, a discipleship place. And it was not where the mission was. It was away from the mission. And it was called Victory Acres. And all they do out there is, you know, discipleship and study the Bible. And the light came on. That next morning, I went downstairs. I asked the man who was in charge, what about this Victory Acres stuff? They sent me out to Victory Acres, and I would kind of wrap up my Victory Acres experience. I went out there for three years. And I was bucking like a wild horse. From the place that I had been and not knowing who I was, it just took Boy, it took a long time for me. What a journey. But these folks, they, begin to, they just loved me and they just cared for me. And I remember going in and out of that place, out of the three years, seven times. I would fall and come out and fall and then come back and then fall. And they would let me back in. And that sixth time they actually said, Eric, we don't know what to do with you. So they told me you got to find something else you can't come back here and after about a month the director saw me and he asked me he said are you ready to do it again and i said yes and so when i said yet what i said yes to was going back out there but they were setting me up (laughs) y'all This thing is going to be different when you come back out of here. It ain't going to be like you think it is. Because Eric, you seem to be just skating through. You know the right things to say? You know the right things to do? You're a manipulator. You know how to manipulate the system. I'm talking about memory verses. We had memory verses when it came down to our classes. I knew all of those. I had all that word down inside of me not knowing what to do with it. That last time I went back out there, they set me up, they made me the cook. That's where everybody complains at, you know? <laughs> they putting me in a place of beating me up. What's up with this? They usually go to town every week, and so they told me, Eric, you can't go to town. We don't trust you. We're not letting you go to town. You say you really want this, we're going to leave you right here. And I remember for about six to eight months just being there on a 360-acre farm, not being able to go anywhere. And the specific thing that they did was we had the memory verses to go with our classes. They said, no, we're not going to give you memory verses. We want you to remember chapters of the Bible. So, out of desperation to find out who I am, I started reading for memorization. And my friends, one night, God revealed to me how much he loved me, digging down into the word of God. I had never experienced that, reading the word. I was reading to... To, to, to quote and memorization, and I saw myself in the word of God. The Lord showed me me. He showed me my identity. And my identity that he showed me was not in the things that I was doing. That my identity is in Christ. Is your identity in Christ or the things things that you do. When I dug down into that word, I found exactly what I needed. I heard scriptures like this, 2 Peter 1, 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence and i remember bathing in that word and god saying i've given you everything to live the christian life but it's not out there it's all in me he says so over the last couple of weeks of reading the word you see how important it is for us to read the scriptures We find out who God is and we find out who we are. And as it was for me then, I can say today, thanks be to God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 And before I close, I ask, And I plead out of sincerity of my heart. Here's these three things to keep. Asking, knocking, and seeking. Never stop asking, knocking, and seeking. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will Be open to you. For everyone who asks, receive. The one who seeks will find. And to the one who knocks, the door, here's a promise, will be open to you. Keep knocking, keep asking, keep seeking. I'm talking about believers. Don't stop. There is no plateau. We continue to walk in the Lord to become more like Jesus Christ, right? And to those they close that you may have heard that Jesus is calling you, that the sense of the direction that you've been going in and you would consider that you're, you're, you're lost and... And these things that's in the world will be uh, fulfilling. You heard today that Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Let him in. Let him in. Let's pray. Father God, I pray for believers. I pray that our identity, that we will find ourselves in Christ. That all of those other grounds are sinking sand. That we continue to ask and pant after your word. For your word is true. That we will seek our identity in you. And Lord, if there's anyone in this room that hasn't asked you into their life, that they will do it right now. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge I'm a sinner. Come into my heart. Save me. Lord, even the vices that I have right now, I'm just coming to you just as I am. Hearing on today that when I do come, you're going to change me. You're going to make me into the individual that you've always called for me to be. And if you prayed that prayer today, tell somebody. Continue to ask, knock, and seek. In Jesus' name, amen.